0: Hi everyone and welcome to episode two of my podcast. In this episode we are going to be talking about how I went from the heart attack to deciding on what I was going to do next which I'll try to condense down as much as I possibly humanly can for you because we don't want to sit here listening to a backstory that's you know very very emotional for some people. Now I've got over the emotions of this whole situation because I've grown from it but for some of you this may be triggering and I fully fully respect that. So if this does trigger you by all means pause it and come back to it if it's too much to handle. I don't want you to put yourself through something that you're struggling to deal with. So let's reverse back to 2014 which is when I had my heart attack. Now 2015 is when my ex decided that he was going to go off gallivant around the world and go to a wedding and leave me in the UK to deal with my post heart attack health and not support me and not be there for me or or the children and then suddenly it dawned on me that I could continue going down this road or I could start becoming empowered and that's when I started meditating or trying to meditate because I had so much going on in my head I couldn't even meditate I couldn't even focus I couldn't even prayer properly it was so much going on around me that I felt almost like I didn't understand who I was I didn't understand whose life this was it was also mashed up I didn't know what was going on around me but I did manage to salvage some of the old me, and realised that I'm the one who needed to take action. I'm the one who needed to do something about this. I was the only one that could literally get this shit back on the road. So, I decided to have conversations with a few, one or two friends of mine about ending the marriage. Now, this is huge because there I was saying I wanted to end this marriage. I wanted to leave. Wanted to get out. And. one or two friends that I did have a conversation with were like okay if this is what you need to do do it now these friends were not from the brand community so they had a different stance on it and they were like right if this isn't making you happy anyway do it leave now none of my friends were fully aware of everything that happened in the background because I hid it they didn't actually find out what I'd gone through until last year when I started writing my book and they actually were given chapters from it so I decided that I wanted to leave the marriage. And so I made it clear. I told my ex-husband I wanted out of the marriage. And suddenly, it became very, very apparent that getting a divorce wasn't going to be easy either, because his family honour was at stake. And it was like, really? I just want out of this marriage. Seriously, I'm willing to take full responsibility. I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad person. I'm the one who couldn't make this marriage work. I'm completely and utterly happy with being the villain in this. Just let me out of this marriage. I need to get out. I need to before it costs me my life. Because I'll be really honest, at the lowest points within the marriage, I did think about ending things completely for myself. The reason I didn't was because I had faith and the faith was that God would get me out of this. God was show me the way. God was, God had a plan for me. He had some kind of plan for me and he was going to show me this plan and that's why I needed to stay alive. And then also I was fully aware of the fact that I had two children and I needed to be there for them. I wanted to see them grow up. I wanted to see them bring change to the world. I wanted them to do all the things that I may not have been able to complete in my lifetime. So, told the ex that I wanted a divorce and it was pretty much a case of oh no we're going to give it a another shot and we're going to do this and we're going to do that and I was like okay let's let's see what he wants to do so months go on days go on and he was trying to make an effort within the marriage and he, he sort of so along comes like a anniversary date now bearing in mind during the marriage. He didn't celebrate wedding anniversaries because he, he didn't remember them. Birthdays were nothing. Um, he didn't celebrate anything whatsoever with me. Suddenly, apparently it was our wedding anniversary, which is like, okay, I I, I wouldn't be able to remember the date either. Um and he was like, Oh, let, let let's let's go to a buffet restaurant. And I was like, Okay, if this is his version of effort or trying to spend time with me, it's it's crap. I don't really want this. I'm worth more. Because at that stage, my self-value was starting to kick in. And I said, no, it wasn't good enough. So instead of him making an effort to show that he could do better, he didn't do anything. He just decided, okay, fine, it's not good enough. End story. And he basically dragged things on dragged things on and things got worse and worse and worse there was arguments there was constant arguing and he was trying to basically control me he was playing the narcissist that he was and it was constant bickering and arguing fighting and he was actually doing it in front of the children which is when I was like you know what this can't continue you need to move out asked him to move out and he still wouldn't move out it took ages to get him to leave And even after he left, he was literally coming back to the house every single day to see the children. He'd be there for like four hours. So for four hours, I'd actually leave the living room because I didn't want to see his ugly mug. Why should I put up with that ugly mug? I don't want to see the ugly mug. I want a divorce. And again, the divorce wasn't happening. And then he actually had the balls to contact my uncles and get them involved to say that oh no she wants a divorce that's wrong blah 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 so when my uncles approached me I was like it is what it is I want a divorce I was adamant I wanted a divorce they tried to bribe me as you do a lot of brown uncles will try that um well certain brown uncles not all of them but a lot of them and within my tribe in particular that they will try that trick and they did they tried that trick and it didn't work on me And then they tried to get me to go back to Pakistan so that they could speak to me. And again, that didn't work. So I didn't do that either. And then it was like, I just want a divorce. Can you just issue the goddamn divorce? How hard is it? There's somebody saying this marriage isn't working. It's quite clear the marriage isn't working. It's clear that one person within the marriage is not valued. Just issue the divorce how hard can it be? Just do it. Islamically, all he had to do is, uh, you know, um, utter, um, you know, three words, basically. He had to just spill them out three times and that's it done, you know. And I was like, just do it. Just just, just, just do it. Just save them, you know. Just do it. But no, no, no. Family honour, you know. Um, you know, people talk about his dad. People talk about his mom. People talk about his brother. People talk about blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my goodness. Really? I'm just... I'm willing to take responsibility here. I am the bad guy. I'm the Croala. I am the bad guy. I will take responsibility. Just let me out of this situation. I'm Ursula. Whatever other, you know, villain you could think of, I am that villain. I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to take full responsibility. Nope, wasn't that easy. So ended up applying for a divorce and, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It took ages. But then, It finally sank in that this marriage was over and I got a divorce. And it was one of the most liberating feelings I had felt in over a decade. Now, I'm fully aware of the fact there's going to be people saying, What do you mean it's like liberating? You know, you're a brown girl, you're a Muslim girl, you've got. Um, two children of your own and you became single how's that liberating until you live in that cocoon of narcissism control and lack of respect lack of love lack, lack of affection lack of purpose you don't actually know what it feels like. And that's basically what I was dealing with. And I know there's plenty of people out there that are dealing with it as well, who are actually going through something similar to me, even the same as me. And it is petrifying because you don't know how you're going to get out. You can't actually reach out to anybody to get help because you're not sure if anybody would even believe this is going on in modern day society. So I got my divorce and even before I'd got my divorce, I'd started actually planning out my new life. So where before I didn't give myself time, I didn't prioritize my own needs. For example, suddenly I was prioritizing me. I was exercising more because I needed to exercise. I didn't exercise before because, you know, it's wrong to take time away from family. And I couldn't take any time away because I was spending three to four hours cooking in the evenings. And then I was looking after children, where was I going to find time? So I was exercising, I was taking care of my own actual diet, which before was really hard because the ex would demand stupid, you know, complicated, fattening dishes literally every single day. And now that I didn't have any of that to worry about, I was able to eat better. I was nourishing my soul. I was able to meditate. I was able to actually pray properly and from the heart, which means a lot more to me then you know when i was within that you know that that circle of negativity and i started to reconnect with me and i started to realize there's so much more that i was fully capable of and i needed to do and then suddenly it occurred to me that i survived a heart attack and the odds of that aren't necessarily really high there must have been a reason for it and I'm a firm believer that everything that happens in your life, there's a reason for it. There's a purpose. You need to decode what the purpose is yourself. And I also believe that every person that you meet is either a blessing or a lesson. So to me, my ex-husband was a lesson. And the lesson was what I didn't need in my life. This is certainly not what I need in my life. I need much better. He's taught me everything that I don't need in a spouse, which I think is a very valuable lesson when you look back on it. And it's taught me so much more that is beyond, I suppose, my understanding at this stage. And as I go along with life, I know more and more things will become clear. And that's absolutely fine with me. But all these lessons that I've learned, I've learned because I've gone through them. And that's basically how I find I learn. And I know a lot of other people find they learn too. So that's how I went from the heart attack to the divorce. That heart attack was my trigger, it made me realise I needed to take action and the action I needed to take was to get out of that marriage because it had no purpose, it was nothing, it was empty, it was hollow it was giving me nothing, I was killing myself slowly I was neglecting myself, I was an absolute crap parent because I wasn't able to parent properly I'm pretty sure I was a crap um, friend as well during that, that era of my life But I knew there was more that I needed to do. There was so much more I could do with life. And I realised that I certainly wasn't doing it at that time. But I needed to break away from that marriage and also register a very valuable lesson myself, which is dishonour is what you make it. And honour is also what you make it. Culturally, we're told what honour is and we're told what dishonour is but does it really resonate with you? Does it really resonate with your religious beliefs? Does it really resonate in the grand context of things? And these are lessons that we all learn as we go along in life. And these are the questions you need to ask yourself. I realised that getting a divorce wasn't going to cause dishonour to my family or to me, because what would cause dishonour is me living a fake life and not raising my children properly and not being a good person and being fake for the rest of my life would would to me cause more dishonor to myself and I don't want to dishonor me because my life is a gift it's precious I realize that now more than ever when you hear stuff like how many people do actually die from heart attacks and recently my 24 year old cousin lost her husband to a heart attack and that hit the message home, because there is not a single second in my life where I don't feel like I'm literally living a second life, which may sound a bit strange. But I feel like everything that I've been given, I've been given for a reason. There's a reason why I'm still around. And I feel the reason is to empower other people, to build their confidence, to help with the transformations. That is what I feel is my purpose and that's why I'm doing what I do and for each and every one of us there's a purpose some of us figure it out much quicker than others and that's amazing if you're one of those people that instantly knew as soon as you could walk what your purpose in life was you know kudos I wasn't one of those people but we all have purpose and I think triggers generally point us in the direction of figuring out our purpose So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in and listening to me on my podcast. If you've liked what you've heard, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, follow, and let others know what it is that we're trying to achieve. Because the more people we can get to, the more people we can empower, the more confidence we can build, and of course, the more transformations we can encourage. So until the next episode, guys, stay safe, and I will speak to you then. Bye.